0: Standard disclaimer, this following broadcast is speculative. If you have any serious questions or concerns about your health and well-being, please consult a verified medical professional. Before anything else, I'm just going to keep this extremely short. Uh, Unfortunately, I just imagine it's YouTube policy and, you know, it's their site. Uh, Any broadcast that I've done that even mentions the coronavirus uh, gets demonetized, I suppose it's just, you know, due to current events or whatnot. As a result, this broadcast has made close to nothing for many YouTube uh, ads in the last month or so. With that understanding, please consider supporting this broadcast through a donation to PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com or via Patreon at patreon.com slash TheReportOfTheWeek. That's all I have to say. You won't hear about it anymore on the show, Thank you. This is the voice of the report of the week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening. This is VORW Radio International, the voice of the report of the week, going out to you this Thursday, the 13th of February, 2020. Uh, Welcome to today's broadcast. The show, uh, this one is just going to be about the coronavirus, and uh, I just want to get right into things. Um, You know, everything else is going good on my end, so there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, Here's what we have. The show today, because last week I, I asked the question to the audience, and, you know, I'm a little disappointed, and this is on my end, about how it ended up, Um, Because I I originally uploaded the show, I guess on Thursday, it was actually Friday. But there was an issue with the file, and I had to delete it, then I had to redo it and get it back up. But anyway, hopefully it was able to get out, and hopefully a few people were able to listen in. And uh, resultingly, this show is going to be looking at some of your feedback, because I was asking for feedback in regards to the coronavirus. And here's what we got. I think, number one, let's look at when I'm recording this show, right? Because I I try to do the shows, I try to do them about a day or two before Thursday. Um, Right now, it's Tuesday morning, Tuesday the 11th of February uh, 2020. Now, things can change, right, from Tuesday morning to Thursday morning. Um, But the way the virus is is that it, it, it's not one of those things where you're going to go to sleep one night and there's, you know, 40,000 infected and then you wake up the next morning and now there's 500,000 infected, you know, or, or or anything like that, right? The number of cases, actually, is probably the, the one thing about this that is, I mean, very, very seriously up for debate. Now, one news source that I always check... Uh, That is, I mean, they're very up-to-date. I I recommend them. B-N-O News. That's B-N-O News dot com. And uh, they have this awesome asset, uh, Tracking Coronavirus Map Data and Timeline. And, you know, it's it's live. So it'll update, uh, you know, whenever a new case is reported. And, you know, it gives you the source. It's not just like, oh, uh, this guy says that there's a case... In California, you know, he's not backing it up or anything, right? These are from uh, reputable news sources, uh, be that uh, departments of health, uh, government agencies, etc. You know, verifiable numbers. But aside from those verifiable numbers, everything else is pure speculation. And, I mean, a lot of it exists. Well, here's what we've got. As of Tuesday morning, we're at 43,104. Confirmed cases worldwide, uh, 1,018 fatalities. Uh, unfortunately, you know the number of fatalities. It's it's gotten over a thousand, and the number of cases, uh, while slowing, I think we'll get to 50,000. You know, might get higher. Right now, the way I see it, I think we're at a very, very crucial crossroads in terms of coronavirus and this is merely my opinion you know everything in this show is my opinion don't take it as as you know medical uh, advice from an expert or anything but I just think going forward with this I don't know if it's at that point anymore where it can really be controlled And it's either going to spread on its own, or it's going to die out on its own. Which one is it going to be? And here's the thing. With some diseases like Ebola, you could look at the numbers, you could look at what happens to the person, and you'll come to the conclusion pretty quickly that Ebola, because it was so fatal... Because it incapacitated people so quickly, Ebola wasn't able to spread into a worldwide pandemic. you know, for that extremely grateful. It's just a shame that you know it was so severe in West Africa, of course. The thing with the coronavirus is that, well, you ask yourself the question how how far is it? how far spread? How contagious is it? How many people are infected? How easy is it to infect individuals? And there's no definitive answer. It's, well, depends on who you ask. And either way, regardless of what the future holds for it, I don't think that's good. Because as a result, each side makes their case. And you hear from the camp that says it's out of control. You hear from the camp that says it's under control. And obviously one of those groups is, is wrong. But they both earnestly believe that their side is the right one. That they have the proof, the, the the facts, the evidence to support it. And there's that level of confidence. But again, one of those groups is completely wrong. Now, I hope, I mean, I really, really hope that the numbers that I'm seeing are real. And that with every report from China that comes out by the day, the number of cases is getting less and less and less. And while I really, really, really want to believe that, Part of me, I I just, I can't do it. I just can't. Now, I don't know what the real number of cases is. And again, this is, there's so much speculation as is, I can't add any more to the, to the fire, you know? All we can go off over what is confirmed, and then if you want to extrapolate, you can, but we just have to go off the numbers that are officially recorded. Now, here's something that is interesting, though. Right? Again, BNO News is a great update, a great source for updates. The way things are in China, it's not like if someone gets sick with it and they're diagnosed with the coronavirus, all of a sudden their number gets reported and it's, you know, instantaneously added to the tally, right? So, like, as I'm recording this, say some guy in Wuhan is tested, gets the coronavirus, uh, they record it down and uh, then they forward it, you know, to their, um, you know, Ministry of Health or or, or the National Health Commission, and, uh, you know, then they make it public, all right, we've got one new case here, that's not how it works. Instead, how it is, is that there's two updates every day, and that's it. One update is around 6 a.m. local time uh, from the Hubei Province Health Commission. Hubei Province is the epicenter of the coronavirus where it's, you know, most severe, as at least we understand it to be, uh, that encompasses the city of Wuhan and and all of its surrounding areas. Then a few hours later, China's National Health Commission provides a report for all the cases in the rest of the country that have been detected, you know, as well as deaths. Same thing for the Hubei province update. Again, that's at 8 a.m. local time. Uh, That comes down to around a little bit after 5 p.m. Eastern, then around 7 p.m. Eastern um, every day, right? And that's the reports from China that come through. Now, in the meantime, if there's cases internationally, every country does its own thing. Usually, those are reported as soon as they're detected, okay? Now, here's some interesting analysis. Let's look at the Hubei province updates, okay? So, let's go back... Uh, just three days, to uh, February 8th. During the update there, they announced that there were 2,147 new cases and 81 new deaths. On February 9th, they announced 2,531 new cases, 91 new deaths. But then on the 10th, 2,097 new cases, 103 new deaths. The number of new cases that they detected by the day was, it it went up a little, but now it's going back down again. The number of new deaths, however, continues to increase. Looking at the number of critical cases and serious cases, which are, you know, people who obviously aren't doing that good, those do continue to increase. But the number of new cases as we see it does go down. Now, you know, if you want to be an optimist, Let's look at the number of cases outside of the Hubei province. On February 8th, there were 498 new cases, five new deaths. On February 9th, there were 441 new cases, seven new deaths. The next day, 419 new cases, six new deaths. And then most recently, 370 new cases, five new deaths. Now, Again, right, it depends. If you look at that number seriously, then this is good news. And, I mean, this is what we want to see. If you don't believe the number, and again, there's, there's legitimate reason to question it. Uh, very legitimate. Well, then, things might not be looking so good after all. So that's the thing. These are the numbers that we have. These are the numbers that come in officially, but it's how you analyze it, how you interpret it. You could say, I take it at face value. Maybe all of the extensive quarantine measures are really paying off. Maybe shutting everything down is um, doing, you know, doing its job, and uh, maybe you know precautions are working, and, and we're actually seeing, right? these, these good results. Other people are saying, though, and it is proven, that, yes, Chinese media did confirm that asymptomatic cases, starting, coincidentally, a few days before the numbers just really went down, asymptomatic cases of the coronavirus, right, that are verified, are no longer included in the official count of cases, Contradicting World Health Organization guidelines, and it's now unknown how many asymptomatic cases there are. So, right there. Now, isn't it, I mean, doesn't that make you think, right? So, you know, ask yourself this question. I always like doing this. Ask yourself this Wouldn't it make sense then if all of a sudden, right, you decide, okay, I'm going to stop counting this certain type of case? Right, Even if it's verified that the individual has it, I'm no longer going to mark it in the total. I'm no longer going to officially count it. So as a result, wouldn't the number of new cases, because you're excluding this certain type, therefore go down each day? Right? Maybe that's what we're seeing, but maybe not. Maybe the number of cases is really going down again. I'm not there. I can't do a head count. <laughs> you know, I... We just have to go off of what we have, and also look at look at the other things that are going on, and, you know, look at this uh, look at things contextually, uh, situationally. One troubling thing, of course, is to see what happened with the one cruise ship. The uh, I believe it's called the Diamond Princess. Is that what it is? Yes, the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Now here's the thing. Again you can look at what happened with the cruise ship one of two ways. You can either look at it optimistically and say, well, it's a bad situation, but cruise ships are the perfect, right? I mean, like, the most ideal environment for a virus to manifest itself and spread. Or others say, uh, you know, as perhaps unethical as it is, this is a perfect example of a controlled environment where we can observe how contagious the coronavirus really is. What happened was this uh, Diamond Princess, it's a cruise ship that was in East Asia. Right now it's docked off of Yokohama, Japan. And some individuals, uh, well, they were infected with the coronavirus. And as a result of... They started doing tests, right, because they were concerned about how infectious it was. And they discover that there's at least 135 people on this cruise ship that are infected, uh, thereby constituting almost one-fourth of international cases. So, again, you can say, well, you know, it makes sense, right? This is a breeding ground for it. And, yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. Or you can say, this is bad. Because if it was able out of let's say the four hundred or the four thousand people that were on the ship, uh, you know at least a hundred thirty five of them got infected by this, then imagine how widespread it really is. Again, which camp uh, comes out right? You just don't know each each uh, each side you could say has their own has their own case, they allege their own proof, their own theories, etc. You would just have to wait and see. Another thing to keep in mind is what's going on in Hong Kong, where, uh, in an, you know, they believe that the um, the spread of this could also be through fecal matter. And they believe that at least in one apartment in Hong Kong, you know, somehow through the, the sewage and whatnot, this is how SARS spread as well. That as a result, someone who was infected with it... Um, was able to infect the rest of the building, perhaps. Everyone's under quarantine there. As a result, the spread of that, if that could happen so easily, one person, maybe just through some faulty plumbing or whatever, able to infect an entire building of individuals, that's another cause for concern. CDC director Robert Redfield said uh, in a press conference uh, yesterday, obviously in China they're in mitigation stages they're really now beyond containment that was an official statement from the CDC whereas the World Health Organization has given a lot of uh, a lot of very very mixed statements uh, obviously to to disdain and anger from a lot of people where yesterday they said the coronavirus holds a very grave threat for the world they said the number of international cases you're seeing now may be the tip of the iceberg But at the same time, they say China has it all under control, that travel should not be banned, that you don't need to wear a mask, and that everything is fine. So when you look at these statements, that only further contributes to the confusion because you're saying, well, wait a minute. What are they trying to tell you? They give one batch of statements, that's, made, you know, very, very serious, right? They say it holds a grave threat, very grave threat for the world. You don't want to hear that, right? It makes it sound uh, n- nearly apocalyptic. Yet, when they say everything is fine and that China is responsible and that they're, they're cleaning everything up and they're doing a good job, doesn't sound like a big deal. So, to the World Health Organization, which one is it? Because those statements give off very different vibes. And then the CDC tells people not to panic, but then they give statements that uh, say it's beyond containment, which, again, very, very grave. So here's the thing. We see the numbers, but then we see what's being said and done, and you have to ask yourself, well, which one is it? And at this point, I just don't know. I really, really hope the numbers are actually going down. God, I hope they are. That would be fantastic. And, you know, even if you prepared and you're pissed off because I prepared it didn't happen, can still do a lot of good with whatever, whatever supplies you have. Save it, donate it, do a good deed, whatever. Right now, it's not the time to do that, though, because we really just don't know what's going on here. So, it's very complicated, very confusing, but I recommend that everyone listening at least spend a little bit of time each day paying attention to this. Uh, again, check bnonews.com for uh, new updates. If you're a Reddit user, uh, there's two subreddits I recommend. The first one is uh, <clears throat> China Flu. That's China underscore flu. Uh, that subreddit is used for more, uh, you know, by the book, confirmed sources, facts, etc. Uh, there's another subreddit, just coronavirus, which is uh, for more speculation you know for more just people giving their theories etc uh preparedness etc so each one has its own purpose if you like watching streams i recommend agenda free tv with steve lookner that's agenda free tv it's exactly how the name is no agenda uh, just the facts and uh, steve he does a great job with it i've actually been in touch with them a couple of times he's a he's a great guy and um I really like what he does. And if you're a radio listener, get a shortwave. Uh, Listen to China Radio International if you want to hear what the Chinese government is saying. If you want to hear kind of like the Western mainstream um, media viewpoint, uh, listen to broadcasters like The Voice of America, the BBC World Service. And if you want to listen to um, broadcasters that are more out there, uh, that, you know, are kind of more conspiracy oriented that some of them will explore um, how widespread it may be. Uh, Some of them will go as far and and talk in great length about the possibility of a bioweapon, which I'm not going to do in in my show. Um, Then listen to stations um, WWCR or WRMI. You know, so there's different things. If you want to hear different perspectives, different information, there's lots of different stations you can tune to. But just be wary of your information, and if you hear something that just seems like it's a little too out there, uh, then look it up and just fact check it. But either way, I think this could get very serious, or I think it can quiet down and get better, and I think we're at this crucial crossroads. So what happens, we just don't know at this point, but I hope for the best. I hope that the cases really are going down, and not that the numbers are being uh, falsely doctored, you know, in order to lessen the economic impact, uh, you know, on the Chinese economy. I hope that's not the case, but I don't know. I just see so much anecdotal evidence that tells me otherwise, but I try to hold out hope and say maybe it really is getting better, but at this point in time, just not taking any chances. That's for you to decide, though. Uh, One final little thing. I really suggest you get a shortwave radio. It's, it's very, very useful, if not essential in times like this. Suggest you get one, really do. If you're considering it, send me an email. I'll drop everything and help you. Uh, all you need to do is write me, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, you can pick up broadcasts from all over the world. No internet needed. Uh, everything could be completely down. You'll still be able to listen to news information. Uh, you don't need internet, don't need a cell signal don't need anything. You could be in a a barren uh, wasteland. You'll still be able to hear uh, news information and uh, stay in touch with the rest of the world. Highly recommend it. Amazon.com slash shop slash the report of the week. Amazon.com slash shop slash the report of the week. Admittedly, I receive a very, very small commission from the ones that are sold. It's not much. I mean, if it's a $20 radio, I get about 10 cents from it, but, you know, it helps the show out either way. Um, but I, I have about 20 or 30 on the page there. Uh, get whichever one you think will work. I recommend the Texan models, but you can get anything you want. Just It's good to stay up to date, good to stay informed, but in the end, that's all up to you. Uh, just consume your information responsibly. All right, with that, I want to get over to um, some of the uh, correspondence that's come in. Again, today's show it's only gonna be about the coronavirus. I can talk about this thing for for so long. But just be on your toes, you know? Keep keep your guard up. Because it all depends. Some things it looks like it's winding down, others even when you look at the CDC or the World Health Organization. It's like they're giving off these vibes that the numbers might be saying this, but it's really just brewing and we're not seeing those numbers yet, but it's it's going to come to the surface at some point. I I don't know. Just be ready. That's all I can tell you. And hope for the best. Hope that this is going to be over soon. At this point, all we can really do is speculate. I know that's not the healthiest thing to do, but the information coming our way isn't transparent, and uh, that's all that we can do. Just do so responsibly. All right, there's no question for next week's broadcast, so... um. If you still want to correspond, you can. We're going out to you on 7780 kilohertz, 7.780 megahertz, 100 kilowatts of power, very strong transmitter going up the East Coast right now. We're also online at YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, many other platforms. Uh, So digitally or analog, you're picking up VORW International, the voice of the report of the week. Your questions, comments, reception reports, and feedback are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. If you're listening in on the radio, a propagation report is appreciated. Let me know how the signal is coming through. If you're listening in online, your feedback is appreciated. There's no question for next week, but I just, you know, any miscellaneous questions or feedback are welcome. Uh, should the coronavirus continue to spread, there will be more shows like this because again, the, and call it whatever you want, but I'm dedicating an inordinate amount of time to this, and uh, I would have a lot more to say, so, we'll see. But if it keeps if it keeps spreading, I'll do more shows like this one. But uh, with that, let's just go into a short break for uh, some of our sponsors. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, many people are listening in. Get your message out. Send me an email, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com, and I'll get your uh, your product, your service, your message. I'll promote anything. Uh, YouTube channel, songs, uh, small business, big business. If you perform a service, I'll advertise that. Uh, If you sell storable foods for survivalists, that's fine. If you sell shortwave radios, that's fine. You sell health supplements, that's fine. Uh, You sell it, contact me, I'll help you out. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Stay tuned. Zenko Ice Slider is a tile-based puzzle game where you get from point A to point B by sliding through the board. Zenko is a fun pastime for people who enjoy problem-solving, sliding puzzles, brain games, reasoning skills, and fun challenges. Every level, you'll get a board with different types of tiles like ice, walls, holes, and fragile tiles. In the board you will also get some creatures that have to be placed in the correct tile for the board to be solvable. For example, one creature works as a wall. Once you have placed the pieces in the right place, you swipe to move Zenko in that direction. He'll slide on the board and stop upon hitting walls on its path to the goal. Now, Currently there are two modes to play the game. Adventure Mode is a set of four worlds of 40 levels each, where new tile types and creatures are introduced as you progress. This makes for a fun dynamic gameplay evolution as new mechanics are introduced. Puzzle of the Day Mode has new levels added each day. Levels may include any of the tile types and creatures from Adventure Mode. Every map has an optimal move count, which, when met, will give you a 3-star rating for that level. Now, any extra moves, and you'll get less stars. You can find Senko Ice Slider on Google Play Store for Android, and soon in Apple's App Store. That's Z-E-N-K-O Ice Slider. If you enjoy the game, feel free to leave a review as well, and if you have any feedback or comments, this would greatly help the developers improve their product and build better ones in the future. The game also has some pretty nice music. Feel free to check it out again on Google Play and soon on Apple's App Store. Z-E-N-K-O Ice Slider, that's Zenko Ice Slider. We all have nightmares. They happen. I'm sure we don't particularly like them. But let me tell you about a really interesting thing that the Henson Brothers did. They took something that I think we oftentimes look upon very negatively... Something that can cause us anxiety, that keeps us up at night. And they made something really cool and really interesting out of it. That's why I'd like to present to you the Nightmare Parlor. This is a new series that is going out on the Henson Brothers YouTube channel. Now, in the Nightmare Parlor project, they collect the weirdest, creepiest, and most haunting dreams had by their YouTube subscribers. In every episode, they exhibit a few of the most mesmerizing dreams that have been shared with them using various audiovisual techniques. They try to capture the ambiance of the dream and bring the most truthful depiction to your YouTube screen. They take something that happens to so many of us, they bring it to life, and they make something really neat out of it too. You can find them by searching The Henson Brothers on YouTube, that's H-E-N-S-E-N Brothers, or by searching the Nightmare Parlor. Viewers can make their submissions of their dreams that they would like to have recreated on this channel by going into the video description of their newest upload, and there they'll find a very easy form they can use to make their submission and really become a part of the show in the most literal sense. I think it'll be interesting for all lovers of horror. Check them out, the Henson Brothers on YouTube with the Nightmare Parlor. This next section of the broadcast will feature speculative comments and opinions from our listening audience. And we're back, you're listening to VORW International. Now, admittedly, uh, since the break, uh, you know, my, and I, I was very, I was upfront about it. Uh, the first part of the show, the, the opening remarks or whatever you want to call it, uh, were recorded a few days ago. Uh, this segment of the broadcast is as new as it gets. It's uh, around noon on Thursday, the 13th of February 2020. So, I mean, this is going to be just right off the presses. Just let the numbers speak for themselves. And that's all that I'm going to say. What you want to do at this point in time... I. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell people that you need to do this. You need to do that. Do I really, truly feel that people should be getting masks? Uh, that they should be getting things to uh, protect their health? Uh, maybe even just get a little bit extra food, water, um, means of communication. Yes, I do. But I'm not gonna talk for 25 minutes and. Try and say, you need to do this, you need to do that, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. That's all, that's up to you at this point. It's not too late. You hear this term used so much by the World Health Organization, but it's true. There still is a window of opportunity. But it's not shut. That window of opportunity still comes down to trying to contain it, which I think that is rapidly closing. But being prepared, there's still time. Uh, with every show, I think there's less, but there still is. At this point in time, to just give my own personal opinion, I'm not an expert, I'm not a medical professional, so take this with a grain of salt. You know, you have to, you have to say that. Because it's probably wrong. I was wrong at the beginning. I, I tried to be rational at first. And I tried to say that I, you know, so many of these things that get hyped up and nothing ever, ever happens, nothing ever materializes, right? We see that so much. So I tried to look at it the way so many of these situations had played out initially. And for a while, I tried to go that route. I tried to say, well, maybe it's just going to end up being a, a couple thousand cases at most with a couple dozen deaths, and it's going to get hyped up and blown out of proportion like it always does. And it's not a cause for concern. That's just not the case anymore. I wish it was, but it's not. It hasn't been for a while, but you're finally starting to see it's... it's ramping up internationally. You finally started seeing some more realistic numbers from Hubei province in China... Uh, where yesterday there were close to 15,000 new cases, 250 deaths. None of the other provinces in China are using this new diagnostic criteria, which is why the number of cases was so high. And I don't even know if those are the real numbers, but it's definitely closer to the truth. So we're now at 60,000 cases. You have new cases popping up uh, across Japan that can't even be uh, traced to anything anymore. Meaning they don't even know where it's it's coming from in Japan, which isn't a good sign. Things are still going crazy on that cruise ship, and the CDC announced that you need to be ready for community spread in the United States. I don't mean to sound like an alarmist, and I don't mean to sound like I'm fear-mongering, but sometimes... You just can't mask the truth. You can't dumb it down and say everything's okay. Uh, That you don't have to do anything. That you don't have to care for your health. um, Because it's just a big, uh, what do they say, a big nothing burger, right? Because that's just not true. I I try to stay cautious. I try to stay rational. But if it gets to the point where the severity is very, very real... It's, it's just downright irresponsible to say that it's nothing to worry about. But what you want to do next, that's up to you. We've talked many a time in previous broadcasts about what I recommend, but it's up to you. But just be wary, be cautious, take care of your health, be considerate of others. Again, at this point, to just give my grain of salt opinion, I think it will be a pandemic. If H1N1, swine flu, back in 2009 was declared a pandemic, this will be too. Just because something is a pandemic that's a very intimidating name, doesn't mean it's going to be the end of the world. This will not be. Life will go on, and things will get back to normal eventually, should it, you know, spread like wildfire. But all I'll say is that I think this is something that people need to take seriously, I think more and more people are finally starting to realize that it's not just the flu, but a lot of people still aren't. And one of the biggest reasons, I think, why people aren't taking it seriously, I think this goes for all disease. You know, we have natural disasters, we have these calamities that happen every single year. And, you know, people, I don't think people take those as serious either. But when things really start to hit the fan, people actually, they they spring into action, right? You know, hurricanes, earthquake, uh, wildfires, uh, severe weather, right? You name it. And part of me really thinks that people at least take it a little more seriously because you can visualize the threats. You can see the threats, right? With wildfires, you can smell the smoke. You can see these great plumes, at night, you could even see the glow of the fires, and if you're really close, you can see the flames. You can visualize the threat. It's very real. It's physical. Same thing with hurricanes. You can see the severe weather. You can look at these um, radar representations, see this thing getting closer. Earthquakes, you can literally feel the ground shaking. Floods, you can see the water. Uh, civil unrest, uh, war, etc. Right? You can see, you can hear it, you can feel it. All of this stuff—it's—it's it's just very, very visual and it's—it's it's physical. But disease, not so much. Sure, you can see artistic renderings of it, or you can go into a, a laboratory and maybe through uh, you know certain devices be able to to see it. But the average person, it's not like you can just see the the disease in the air floating around and you know to avoid it and there's all these variables you know if someone coughs right well what is it is it the coronavirus or is it just someone with a with a a little bit of a cold what is it maybe they weren't sick at all maybe they just were a little you know congested with some allergies all these what ifs and I think because we just can't visualize things and because maybe it happens so regularly Uh, We just let our guard down and don't take it seriously. But disease, you know, infectious disease is just as great a threat as everything else. And the precautions you take are just as easy as even washing your hands more. Being considerate of where you cough. You know, staying away from large crowds if you can. Wearing masks if necessary. I mean, all these things, you know, but... I just wish people took it more seriously, but again, I'm really starting to think that it's because of the lack of the physical, you know, visual aspect of things that we just don't. I don't know, this stuff is just very real. And, uh, you know, you're seeing it play out. But make of it what you will. Let's get into some correspondence. Last week I was asking individuals what their thoughts are about the coronavirus, and they can discuss things in any context they want and uh with that let's just get into things there's no question or anything for next week's show i you know I, I don't know what um what we'll be um talking about next week i really don't so i mean we'll just take it as it comes again you you, you don't need to correspond with the show this time around i mean if you want you can but there's, there's no need Um, But with that, let's just just get into things here. First email comes from Caroline in Vancouver, Washington. The whole coronavirus outbreak has frightened me quite a bit, and it's even caused some anxiety here and there. But I have taken extra precautions and just hope it blows over like Ebola did and whatnot. And just like you said, the media really likes to hype things up and over-exaggerate and scare you. I believe it is very important to stay informed and not influenced because people get scared to the brink of madness without really taking the time to do some research from trusted resources. But it will be fun seeing all the conspiracy theories arise from this. I've already seen a couple at this point. So that was from Caroline in Vancouver, Washington. No, and absolutely, it's important to see it from trusted sources, which is just why. uh, When you just see these distressing... Uh, figures from the trusted sources, right, that is a cause for concern. You know, I hope it blows over too, but we just, we have to, we have to see. But yeah, absolutely, just got to be ready, be informed, try to be as measured as you can be. Bill in uh, southeast Iowa, listening in on the shortwave, and said, um, as far as your announcement about the coronavirus, thank you for that, I'm actually sitting here entering our two weeks supply of food, water, etc. into a web page so that we can rotate our stock out. I never thought it would come to this, uh, being a prepper of sorts, but I think we know that pandemics are possible, and we had one not too long ago in 1918 with the Spanish flu. It's probably just a coincidence, but they were tearing apart the planet back then too. So uh, thank you, Bill for your email, and, uh, glad you're stocking up and, uh, keeping track of everything, and Joel is listening in, uh, it says, firstly, take anything I say with a grain of salt, as some stuff may change as time goes on, on being prepared, I have estimated, um, two to three weeks worth of food stocked up and water, masks were a bit trickier, but I was able to find two boxes in Walmart, but that's it, Lowe's, if you want better protection, uh, has respirators and N95 filters uh, are the ones used for influenza uh, that OSHA has guidelines on this. I also got some cleaning supplies, disinfectants, um, wipes, and bleach. If you are using reusable equipment, make sure you have a way to disinfect. Second, on the virus and its condition, China doesn't have this under control because they've been too busy censoring their people. Dr. Lee, the man who tried to warn uh, people about the virus, got jailed for <laughs> spreading rumors end quote later released and died. They are now sending their infected to camps, not for treatment, but only to keep them away. Cases and deaths are higher uh, than they are saying, obviously, and the West is a powder keg waiting to go off. The travel checks are jokes; uh, they ask if you've been to infected provinces or if you feel sick, and if not, you're free to go. I've read some people claiming in non-Chinese countries to feel the symptoms but refused a test, and America itself is a powder keg in that due to health care, we will not normally visit doctors till it's extreme, and uh, many try to work through the sickness, it just adds an infection. Now, this email was from four days ago. We've already hit 30,000 cases, 750 deaths. Um, Both the number are probably exponentially higher due to the censorship. The World Health Organization is a joke at this point and have been praising China nonstop on containment. While this hopefully will not be as devastating as the 1918 Spanish flu, the main problem is an overflow of cases that require serious care. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Joel, for writing in. Yeah. Yeah, China has had a lot of issues, unfortunately, um, due to, uh, I mean, just government censorship, unfortunately. You know, it's very real. And, uh, you know, this is the same thing that happened with SARS, but I think on, on, on a bigger scale. One of the things that concerns me the most is that they're so eager to send people back to work It's, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to, it's just going to exacerbate things. Corwin is checking in. He says, my opinion on the coronavirus is that it won't be very deadly in America. After looking through the symptoms and related diseases, it doesn't seem like it should kill an average healthy person. And I believe that people in China are dying due to poor immune systems caused by the pollution and smog in the air. Getting the virus won't be a pleasurable experience, but I don't believe it will be a pandemic that kills hundreds of millions. Thanks for hearing my opinion. Caught the show on SoundCloud last week. So thank you, Corwin. Keeping a bit of an optimistic attitude, which is, which is good to have. You know, it's nothing wrong with holding out hope. So thank you, Corwin, for checking in. Vivian in North Carolina is checking in uh, with some feedback on the coronavirus. I think China is not giving accurate numbers based on what Chinese funeral home directors are saying about crematoriums running 24-7. It seems the virus is extremely contagious, and experts believe many more people must be infected by now. If we can gauge how bad it really is in China and elsewhere, when we see how long they and foreign companies keep their Chinese factories closed... This is something that is hard to cover up. As you say, I hope this virus fizzles out, but I think people should prepare for the worst. There's not a lot we can do about it other than get ourselves as prepared as possible. So thank you, Vivian, for your feedback. Tim says, I'm a longtime listener. I think that the Chinese government's response to the coronavirus is very telling. They are imposing very strict quarantines that are affecting their economy, and obscuring real numbers of the virus even with World Health Organization involvement. The Chinese government is the only entity that knows the full extent of the virus, and they're treating it like a doomsday. I think we should all be watching any developments closely. So that was from Tim. Absolutely, gotta keep an eye on it. And uh, yeah, hope for the best. Uh, anonymous listener checking in. On the topic of your coronavirus talks, I want to stand behind your lecture on how people are not taking it seriously. I personally am in high school right now, and while it's not the biggest topic of conversation, when people do talk about it, the main opinion I've heard is that people are ignorant to its danger. Many of my peers say the flu is more dangerous because it kills more every year, but are oblivious to corona's potential. Listen in on SoundCloud every week. So thank you there yeah it's just gonna be interesting to see I mean, if the number of cases you know internationally continues to skyrocket, uh you know, will the attitudes you know that we're seeing finally start to change, or you know will people remain uh steadfast that it's not that bad <laughs> till it starts you know impacting them directly? I don't know, and I hope that it doesn't impact anyone anyone else directly. But we just got to watch this. And again, I'm just not going to undermine its seriousness anymore. You know, notice how there's all different types of of reaction. I think to blow it out of proportion would be to say that there are millions dead, right? You can't confirm that at all. But the real numbers even are concerning. So, just got to keep an eye on things. That's all you can do. But, you know, you just, you can't block out the bad stuff, and act like that's just not true, because it's, uh, it's not good news or whatever. We have an email from Chan in Hong Kong. He says, I'm a new listener in Hong Kong. Uh, the situation here is bad, and I only expect it to get worse. As I suppose much information is available out there, and that anything I wrote will soon be outdated, I'm just going to share some thoughts about the crisis. Facing the mess here, I am reminded of the story blind men, and an elephant. This is an old story, but in case you're not familiar with it, it goes something like this. An elephant arrived at a small village. Several blind men gathered around it, each touched one of the elephant's body parts, and they had a discussion about this fascinating animal afterwards. The elephant shapes like a daikon, the one man who touched the tusk said. A daikon, that's like a type of uh, radish. No, it shapes like a bamboo-woven dustpan, said the other who touched the ear. Another one who touched the head disagreed. It shapes like a rock. And the one who touched its tail argued, I swear it shapes like a rope, etc., etc. Up till this very moment, our shameful government is still trying to blind us, thankfully not yet silencing us. Like these blind men, our society split. Each division left its own confusion based on different information they receive. However, most extraordinarily, the government goes one step further and tries to convince us. There is no elephant, you are all touching a small puppy. Alas, we might be blind, but we can tell it is something much bigger. Right now the citizens, regardless of their political views, have come to the same conclusion that there is undoubtedly an elephant wandering around, but then the government chooses to go on with its sloppily implemented policies, convenient lies, and stupidity anyway. Every day I feel quite hopeless and powerless. I have to remind myself things can still get worse, and sure enough, it always is worse the next morning when I check the news. So that was from Chan in Hong Kong. Says he's looking forward to the next radio broadcast. So, well, well, thank you very much for your email, and I I wish you the very best. I know it's, you know, you're already seeing it in Hong Kong. Uh, Just stay safe. Stay safe, be as cautious as you can, and keep fighting the good fight. So I wish you and yours the best of luck over in Hong Kong. Uh, This email, no matter what, is a very serious one. And, uh, well, whether it's... Regardless of legitimacy, in my opinion, I I think you will see this happen again in the future. Sarah in Central Florida writes, Recently I've become very ill with symptoms that line up with those associated with coronavirus after contact with an ill tourist from Wuhan... When going to an urgent care center to get a diagnosis of my illness, I was informed that only a select few medical centers, all of which are hospitals, test for coronavirus. A copay with my insurance for a hospital is $200, and because of this, I could not get tested. I believe many Americans are going to experience a similar issue in regards to being ill and not being able to afford to get tested for the novel coronavirus. It always makes me wonder if the numbers are much worse without our knowing, simply because Americans can't afford to get the medical centers uh, necessary for testing. Anyways, I thought it was an important point to bring up. Hope all is well for you. So thank you very much for your email. Uh, Number one, first and foremost, uh, I, I wish you the very best. Of course, I hope it's not, um, you know, the coronavirus, but no matter what, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. Now, again, I am not a medical professional, so the only advice I can give is, number one, I would advise that you play it better safe than sorry. For the time being, especially since you may have been in direct contact with someone who may have it, I would suggest you self-quarantine. Secondly, I would hope Uh, Even by the day, perhaps more medical uh, institutions are understanding the seriousness of this. And if you have the ability, reach out to them through phone. Tell them your circumstance. Tell them, look, I may be infected with this very serious infectious disease. Unfortunately, money is tight. But, you know, be honest about your circumstance. Be honest about what you want to be done. That, you know, considering all these things that you need to play it safe. And I would hope eventually through trial and error, maybe you'll find one that would allow you to set up on a payment plan. Maybe there will even be one that, you know, will uh, be willing to waive the cost. I mean, you know, $200, that's not something that for a hospital will, uh, break the bank or anything. So I would hope that, you know, there would be one that would at least be willing to, you know, do it and waive the cost or, um, you know, maybe set up a payment plan. But I hope you're able to get tested. In the meantime, I think you just got to treat it, you know, just in case that maybe I do have this. But I wish you the very best of luck. Again, I suggest you self-quarantine and just start contacting these, um, institutions, you know, be honest, and uh, let them know what's going on. You know, don't downplay it, don't exaggerate either, but just, you know, speak the truth about how you're feeling and, and what your situation is. Either way, whether you have it or not, or regardless of anything else surrounding the email, uh, you know, I'm not going to make this show into a debate about healthcare, but regardless of what your stance is about health care and its associated costs, I think every one of us can admit that it is expensive. Uh, you know, I mean, I say that firsthand, having just gotten all this work done with the, um, with the dentist and with the extractions and, you know, the oral surgery and the implants and all this stuff, and thankfully those are healing up very good. Went to a, um, follow-up appointment, and, uh, he said that's, it's all looking good, like it should, so it's good news, but, you know, even that, the cost that comes out just to remove a couple teeth, it's like you can go out and buy a used car, <laughs> you know, with all the, with everything that's already been put for it, or, you know, I could have, in the, in the world of shortwave, taken that, and I could have set up a high-power broadcast to, um, Africa, or to, um, India or China, right, where shortwave is still more relevant, and, you know, could have gotten probably tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of listeners, you know, but healthcare is expensive. And I think you brought up a point that a lot of us, well, maybe haven't considered yet, but I, I think it's going to happen if it isn't already, where I think for the time being, um, perhaps the intimidating costs of things are going to prevent individuals who may very well have it, from going and getting diagnosed. And that'll happen right here in the U.S. Now, I mean, I think the likelihood that you have it is fairly low, um, just based off the patterns that we've been seeing through U.S. cases, where, you know, nine times out of ten, they run the test and it just comes up as something else. But I think, considering your circumstance, it's just better to be safe than sorry. So. I wish you the best of luck. Hope you're able to make the rounds through uh, phone or email or whatever you got to do. And I hope you're able to find someone who's willing to run a test. And um, hope you're able to get this this sorted out. And I think either way, once you get a test run, I think it's going to be a tremendous peace of mind. Because either you'll know, okay, I don't have it. I'm in the clear and it'll be okay. Or B, I do have it, but at least I'm getting this addressed. At least I'm getting this taken care of, and I'm taking these steps that will help me get better and help protect my health and the health of others as well. Some people, they they like to go out and they like to blame, you know, people who might be infected, and they kind of treat them as like, you know, (laughs) there's no other word to use it, but you know, like, Subhumans, it's like oh you're you're infected, you know, it's like you're not even a person anymore. No, not at all. Anyone who's infected is still a human being, just like you or me, and they need to be treated accordingly with respect, kindness, and dignity. If you ever get infected, you don't want to be treated like some piece of trash. And that's something we must understand. We still need to have common decency, no matter what happens. So I wish you the very best of luck, and uh, here's to good results. Rob is checking in. He says, I've taken a similar approach as you to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. It's amazing the number of people don't even have more than a week of food and no water storage for any type of emergency. I think it's highly improbable that the coronavirus becomes a global pandemic, but it's definitely a non-zero probability worth preparing for. The same people hating on you for prepping would be the least prepared in any emergency situation, so keep doing what you're doing. It is interesting to note how the media coverage has impacted my behavior in public. Uh, If someone near me coughs, I have an urge to move away, and I also find myself not planning to travel due to increased probability uh, of interacting with someone uh, traveling from China. Now it will be interesting to see how that change in behavior affects the global economy. Will people go out less and consume less in attempts to be more cautious? Only time will tell, but China pumping 200 billion into their stock market to prop up asset prices is a very telling signal. Let's all hope for the best, but of course be prepared for the worst. That's from Rob. Thank you Rob. I think I think one definitive uh, financial impact that we'll see is on cruise ships. I think, um, I don't think you're going to be seeing a lot of people who are very eager to, uh, get on a cruise anytime soon. Uh, that's just my guess. You know, we'll see, but I just, I, I, I think it'll be, um, I think the cruise ship industry is definitely going to take a beating from this, whether they want to or not. And, um, I mean, we'll see. You know, maybe, uh, companies like, um, What's a good one that makes um, respirators 3M, I believe? You might see, uh, they might start doing a bit better, you know, in terms of sales. I mean, we'll, we'll just see what happens. All right, getting to more emails, Claire checks in, says, I just saw the most recent broadcast and wanted to say, I think it's highly likely that the coronavirus is far worse than the official statistics make it seem. As you say, if you look at what the authorities are doing, you can get an idea of the severity of the situation, and the behavior of the Chinese government should be setting off alarm bells in everyone's minds. They've shut down entire cities. They're building brand new emergency hospitals just to house coronavirus patients, and they're barricading people in their homes under the suspicion that they might be infected, among many other things. Whether they're deliberately hiding the true statistics you know, authoritarian governments like China have historically not been honest when things get nasty, uh, the crime wave in the Soviet Union comes to mind, or simply not be able to keep up with the number of cases, I think it's very likely that things are far worse than they let on. It's very important, however, to stay calm and be prepared. Have some food, some water, maybe a few masks, uh, plenty of hand sanitizer and soap, etc., Stress is known to weaken the immune system, and that's the last thing you need to be worried. And that's the last thing you need when you're worried about catching a disease. However, what worries me the most about the coronavirus isn't that I personally get sick, but that my loved ones, uh, my nieces and nephew, my sister's yet unborn child, or my best friend who happens to be immunocompromised, might get sick and die and I'm especially worried about my trip to visit, said best friend, who lives in another state, and I worry about the possibility of catching the disease on my flight, and spreading it to him. If the situation doesn't start getting better, by the time I buy my ticket, I may have to cancel my trip entirely, just to try to make sure he stays safe. Hope you and everyone else stay safe from Claire. Thank you, Claire. Uh, yeah, I know, it's, it's, it's definitely good to be ready, and, um, mindful of travel going forward, because, you know, I I don't travel a ton, but I do a little bit of traveling every year, and, you know, if it becomes extremely widespread and it just gets too risky, you know, I'll have to make whatever adjustments need to be made. Uh, As I'm doing this right now, a new news story just came out. Uh, I'll just read the headline. Just, you know, you have to take everything, well, just Look at it in its entirety. Uh, This is from CNBC, which, you know, it's an official, um, you know, mainstream media source. It's not just from, you know, some guy on Twitter or whatever. Just here's the headline. White House does not have high confidence in China's coronavirus information, official says. So it's not just conspiracy theorists saying they don't trust China anymore. This is the U.S. government saying it. I don't know. Just take it as you want to. But it's not just some guy on the shortwave, you know, trying to sell storable foods, saying that he doesn't trust it. This is, I mean, officially from the government. Again, it's it's up to you what you want to make of it, but just, you know, food for thought. Don't just base... All your decisions around one you know news story hi there, but look at everything that's going on now, I'm just reading whatever comes in. um you know here's a Here's an email from an individual who you know kind of speaks on the contrary, uh, and as always, I respect all views. I'll read whatever comes in. Monica in Washington State writes the first documented case was in Washington State, only an hour away from where I live. I also attend school at the University of Washington, where we received two emails informing students of coronavirus happenings. At school, nothing has formed amongst the student body or faculty, and it's just been info regarding the coronavirus and what students can do to stay healthy. Now, with all this going on around me, I figure I would be more panicked than I am, yet I remain level-headed. Yes, coronavirus is serious, but do I think there's even a 90% chance I would be affected by it? No, there's not. I'm young and healthy and would be able to fight it off given a night's rest and perhaps steroids. What I do believe the future will be for the coronavirus is it being classified under the common cold or flu. And I'm sure that in a previous episode you already covered the stats that the flu alone killed. 61,000 individuals in the 2018-2019 flu season. My basic feeling, wash your hands, go to the doctors if flu-like symptoms occur, and don't wear a mask as it will barely help you. All right, Brian is checking in, says the most important thing you can do is hand washing. Disposable masks are secondary to proper hygiene. Always cough and sneeze into a handkerchief, tissue, or shirt sleeve, and it's very important to block the spread of your droplets. It's wise to visit the CDC website for accurate information rather than the local or national news. This is the best advice I can offer as a healthcare employee. So thank you, Brian. Oh yeah, I know. Hand washing, one of the most important things you can do no matter what. And that, I mean, that's one thing that I've been doing a lot more now. I've always tried to keep my hands clean but I've just been a lot more mindful about it. And I've been washing my hands a lot more frequently. What I've also been doing is when I go out, you know, I have one of those small bottles of hand sanitizer I keep in my suit jacket pocket um, at all times. And once, you know, if I'm out in a public place, number one, I try not to touch that many things anymore. But of course, you know, even if I have to touch the door handle, whatever, uh, you know, I'll put the hand sanitizer on. Once I'm out, clean my hands right then and there, and uh, yeah, you got to be mindful of um, coughing. I was uh, in in one area the other day. I saw you know in a in a line, there was one guy who was just coughing his head off, and it's, I don't think he had the coronavirus or anything, but it's concerning to see that behavior. He was coughing his head off. He wasn't coughing, you know, into um a tissue, or a sleeve, or anything, he was just coughing right in the back of some other guy's neck, not even caring one single bit, and, uh, you know, it's this behavior like that, that unfortunately, if it, if it gets to the point where it's widespread, it'll just spread it more, gotta be mindful, gotta keep your hands clean, absolutely, some solid advice, thank you, Brian. Olivia, long-time listener in Daytona Beach, Florida, I have some opinions on the coronavirus pandemic I thought I'd share. Feel free to paraphrase, I know I can ramble a lot. I believe the Chinese Communist Party is grossly underreporting numbers of infected, critical, and deceased patients. Uh, It's the Chernobyl of viral pandemics. The pride of the CCP and censorship being used, the death of the Dr. Whistleblower, and missing individuals who exposed videos and information that contradicted the data released by the CCP, all lead to a conclusion that the Chinese government is hiding the true extent of this outbreak. Now, I am a doomer in all honesty, but I subscribe to the rhetoric that it's always better safe than sorry. deaths from the coronavirus is not my main concern for me or my family, but the swift change in how we live our lives. Change is inevitable. And though I hate change, I know it's a fact of life. But with China being a main supplier of goods to our country and others, a decrease in anything from automobile parts, dumb trinkets you can buy on Wish or AliExpress, down to medical and hospital PPE and tools, garners the possibility of an economic pandemic. China is already having a hard time providing their own doctors and nurses with massive quantities of PPE and medical equipment required. The fear here is that if it becomes a problem in the U.S., our own hospitals will be overwhelmed with the masses who contract the virus and the life-saving procedures and equipment required to save those who are critically ill or immunocompromised becomes heavily stressed. Our access to daily goods becomes reduced and prices will increase for everything as if we don't already pay exorbitant amounts for daily necessities. The fear of massive quarantines, panic, and hoarding of materials becomes an ever-growing possibility. And even at my local Walgreens, all N95-equivalent respirators and germ masks are sold out with no information when they will be back in stock. The shopkeeper said they were sold out in a day, etc., etc. I can go on for hours. We have to be careful, though, Sources like Reddit or 4chan are like a game of telephone. Humans naturally exaggerate, and uh, without true solid proof, it's all speculation as to how bad things are. I believe that actions speak louder than words, and to really look at how China and other governments are treating this as true indicators of how bad this actually is. Don't believe all the hype and speculation of where it came from, or if it was from bats, or if it was a dissident from the lab in Wuhan, or whatever they're spewing out on the internet. We have to remind ourselves that these are real people who are really suffering. And without proper management, and without preparing ourselves as best we can, it could easily be us in our families dealing with this in the not-so-distant future. All my love and sympathy to the citizens of Wuhan, Hubei Province, and all of China, were going through this terrifying experience. I truly hope that they find peace soon. Thanks for the show. I listen every week. So uh, thank you very much, Olivia. I think it's a good point that you brought up. And uh, no, I mean I, I I agree with what you have to say. Got to be mindful of some of the sources. You know, I've I've studied it all. And again, while well, I'm not going to talk about it on this show, just because I think it's a little, you know, too out there. Absolutely, I've read in great detail about the BSL4 lab, uh, in Wuhan. And all of those um, you know, theories. But you just can't go out and spew and say, it's definitely this or it's definitely that, with with absolutely nothing to truly back it up. And you know, I know right now we're we're at that point where the numbers are just getting crazy. But we can't forget that these are people. Like I said earlier, these are people like you and me. They have families, they have lives, they have future plans. I mean, I wish every last person who's going through this the, the very best. I hope it, I hope it peters out. I hope they get on top of this. You just have to hold out hope, but be ready for anything. That's all I can say. And you know, you just have to have a balance, right? Economic impact is going to be an interesting one. How it how it impacts things. You know, we just got to wait and see, but Joanne in San Diego writes in, I'm about to drive back home to San Diego. Uh, I do live a few miles from the quarantine center at Miramar. I read that someone has already been uh, misdiagnosed with it there. My apartment complex uh, mostly houses Chinese college students, um, but we'll see. It just seems like uh, the coronavirus will inevitably show up in the area. But they do say the flu is a bigger fear this year, but I just don't know. I'll just try to be cautious either way, not to touch buttons or doors or wash my hands more. I'm not sure about a mask yet though I have the uh, casual paper masks and some disposable gloves, but that would look weird. wonder how quickly a vaccine can be mass produced. So that was from Joanne in San Diego. I know that there are a couple cases in San Diego, I believe at the quarantine facility, though. That's where I think there's about two, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, you just gotta, you know, you gotta see. But it seems like those two are in a you know, a controlled environment, which is good news. You know, it doesn't mean that it's out on the on the streets or anything. Uh, so, yeah, two cases uh, in that quarantine um, facility, I believe. As for a vaccine, uh, this is, again, only going off of what I heard in the uh, World Health Organization conference from, I believe, a day or two ago. But they said that it might be 18 months uh, until there is a vaccine, which, you know, is a long time, but uh, other sources have said maybe it'll just be three months. Um, I know someone else said that they're already working on it now. So, um, you know, you could look at it anywhere from the immediate future to uh, 18 months. But I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they can develop one, but then they just have to run the trials and focus on mass production. If we we'll we just have to see what happens, but hopefully they'll get one, you know, made in the near future. We'll just have to see, but I don't think there's any reliable time frame at this point. All right, this next email comes from Lex. She says, "Here are my thoughts. The coronavirus does not seem to be going away anytime soon. Uh, I hear that there are some quarantined patients from China that are uh, coming to Canada." right above the U.S., uh, I truly believe that it will become a global pandemic. Uh, There are so many people in China and even other countries that have died from it, and since we live in a global society, it would be very easy for the virus to spiral out of control, because we would be in contact with people from all over the globe in one way or another. From a news station, it was told to me that the virus can be carried by people uh, that couldn't that could not show any symptoms. Additionally, items that have been shipped from epicenters in Asia to the US could already be infected by the virus. People seem to take the Wuhan virus more seriously than the swine flu or other recent epidemics, so my awareness of it is heightened all the more. Around my campus, I do see many international students wearing face masks, so they must be more cautious. Um, of local or native students here. I hardly see any of the non-international students wearing any protective equipment, uh, save for a few that I probably have not noticed yet. So in South Florida, there definitely is an awareness about the coronavirus, and people react warily to others that wear face masks or gloves in fear of that person. I remember once on a VORW show, you mentioned that you're already stocked up on protective items, it's been in the back of my mind that maybe I should do more to protect myself than washing my hands every chance I get. Sometimes I can feel strange to go on living daily life while emergencies like this go on. And I know that the coronavirus is a real threat, but it doesn't mean I can just stop going to work and classes and interacting with people. And I get the same feeling about the coronavirus as I do with mass shootings in the U.S. I'm extremely wary about how to protect myself, especially on a public campus like a university, but I don't want to feel terrified to engage with the outside world, in the same way that a mass shooting could happen anywhere, anytime. Uh, The coronavirus could be transmitted to me at any time, depending on who I meet. Uh, On another note, I think people should do one thing when evaluating the coronavirus. They should use their head, turn off the TV turn off the social media, and think about why people are acting this way about the virus. Think about why officials are downplaying the medical emergency, why they are not as transparent as the public believes they ought to be. Mostly in regards to the number of cases. I think they, a collection of global leaders, health representatives, and those in the know, understand the virus is much bigger than they ever presumed it to be and are simply unprepared or not ready to take control of it in the way that needs to be handled. Overall, we all should be prepared and need to use our God-given common sense about this epidemic. I appreciate your chance to share my thoughts on this Wuhan virus, eager to see what the future holds. So that was from Lex in South Florida. Thank you for your feedback. Yeah, people do need to use critical thought when it comes down to it critical thinking is a, such an important important thing to do and again, I mean there's some things that are out there that are just o- obvious um lies you know on the short wave again, I was listening to this one um medical if you want to call it that show where the guy hosting it was saying that he had this uh, formula that if you pay a hundred dollars for it, uh, it'll protect you from the the coronavirus that it's some sort of um calcium pill or something that you take it and now you'll be immune to it in in direct contact scenarios and um you know things like that remind me of the one movie contagion you know where the one guy has uh the forsythia and is uh, claiming that he has the cure to it even though he just faked it and it's not really a cure And he's just lying to people to, you know, make money off of a a crisis. You know, that's what it reminds me of. But people just need to use their heads, critical thought, and realize that this guy doesn't have anything that's going to protect you. And, you know, you take this pill, it's, (laughs) you know, don't think that you're just suddenly immune to it because, you know, you aren't. And, uh, yeah, snake oil. Snake oil salesmen, you name it, people like that. Unfortunately, they're still around. All right, and on to one more email. This one comes from Raven. She says, I do believe the media tries its best to hype things up. It sells and gets more views when they have some big flashy headline. But on the other hand, I do agree this is a very serious situation. But a bigger part of me thinks this might be contained early on, thanks to the doctor who announced it to the public. I feel like this might be able to be over soon, Uh, So many people are working overtime to treat this. Asian Boss is a channel on YouTube, and I really recommend you watch their recent video on Wuhan. They had a Skype session with a young woman who is a resident there. Says everyone is taking it seriously, staying indoors, and uh, it's not like something out of a horror movie over there. I am an American myself, but my friend who I've known for four years and speak to online is from South Korea. She says that she and her family are staying indoors to be safe. Of course, they go out to run errands and whatnot, but again, it's nothing out of a zombie apocalypse horror movie. They're just taking proper measures, like I think all people should right now. Coming from a Mexican-American family, uh, I grew up with these things as normal etiquette. Washing your hands, covering your mouth if you sneeze or cough. Even now, being 23 years old, the same habits stuck with me and I always wash my hands before handling food or after touching anything uh, that could have germs. Heck, I even, I even care to wipe my phone whenever I have the chance. So I'm glad to see that you're promoting good hygiene since a lot of people tend to overlook that or think it doesn't matter. It's really the simplest things that will help prevent illness sometimes. So thank you very much, Raven, for your email. And with that, uh, that concludes the uh, the feedback that I really have time to read on today's broadcast. You know, when it comes down to this, I don't censor the emails. I know sometimes it might not always be things we agree with or, uh, you know, it it is what it is, but I just like to read what comes in and I like to make it an open forum for individuals who have thoughts on that subject. Any correspondence is welcome at V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. In the end, we don't know what the future holds for this, and act as you wish. Just remember, don't let decency, respect, and dignity go out the door, even in the face of a viral epidemic or even pandemic. We're all human. We need to treat each other accordingly, please. Hopefully next week we'll have some good news to report. Until then, thank you for listening, and do take care. This is VORW.